Hey everyone, it's Daryl Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating sometimes, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music, and games can slow down your computer. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses, and MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Almost Royal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Almost Royal After Show. What a fitting introduction. I guess, I guess. I, I do, I see that, but I am wearing my America colors, just coming off of the World Cup, as we all know. A tie, but I'll take it. Um, I was I, <laughs> driving over here listening to it on the radio, and it definitely turned into road rage as soon as um, they tied. Yes, now guys, okay about if you're just tuning in, I'm sure we were all just watching the amazing soccer match. Indeed. But this does this show does take us to relevance to America, by yes, all means. Exactly. However, it is with the British. Now, welcome after buzzers. I'm your host, Stephanie McGrath, and this is Almost Royal, a brand new show that just premiered last night on BBC America. And tonight, I am joined with my fabulous co-host... JB Zimmerman, happy to be here. Fantastic. And we will be joining some other hosts in the coming week. We'll be jumping on a panel. Indeed. But tonight it's just going to be JB and I. However, let's get into just the background of this show. Now, guys, if you are familiar with what I sort of thought, JB, it was kind of like an Ali G type satire spin off. Definitely. British comedy. We start out, we get the introduction. We meet Georgie and Poppy Carlton, which are aristocratics um, to the British throne. They're long, long descendants. It's like the 50 right. and 50. 50 yeah, but, exactly. You know, as if they're ever going to get there. Um, which <laughs> There's w- hope. There's a chance. You know, someday. Exactly. exactly. They're played by, you've got Georgie, who's played by Ed Gamble, who I've watched him some other, and he's very funny, as well as Amy Hoggett, who plays Poppy. And pretty much they're two actors that take on this facade 
and they are going to travel around America and going to meet all these unsuspecting Americans in various cities and states across the country and pretty much take on an... Uh, it was a wish by their late father, Lord Carlton, to mingle with the Americans, for Georgie to become more manly and Poppy, who's an aspiring actress, to, well, I guess, get a taste of what Hollywood's like. Exactly. Um, JB... I want to know your overall first take on the, on the episode before we get into it. Definitely. I mean, just global perspective. I liked it. Um, it takes a very Borat-y sort of, sort of approach where they obviously know what's going on. They're actors, as he just mentioned. Mm. But everyone else is not in on the whole joke of it. Yeah. And so that really um, gets some good results, I think. And, and they do it in a good way where, unlike Borat, where he's sort of... Um, attacking everybody in, in sort of an uncomfortable way. Yeah, yeah. They sort of bring all the jokes back at their own expense. And I think that makes it a very fun show to watch. Not only because it, it produces similar results where, you know, there's very much awkward moments and uncomfortableness. But at the same time, it's not like everybody's getting angry at them. It's more like, oh, my God, like, what is wrong with them? Or that is terrible. And it's, it kind of brings it, um, like, they poke the joke at themselves rather than, you know, making everybody else feel, like, um, attacked or threatened. Or So it keeps it very fun and light. Yeah, I couldn't agree more where it doesn't, it doesn't get nasty. Exactly. That's far. We haven't seen, you yeah, know, we're I'm on the just, introduction. We just saw two episodes, so but we're they, early. They do, exactly. It ends up reflecting on them exactly. that you're like, they're two absolute twats. <laughs> that, uh, yes, they're making fun and you can see these, the people that we meet, um, whether it be Fabio, whether it be the plastic surgeon that kind of like... Uh, that can barely wink. This is, this is awkward, but it, it's not so much embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it allows everybody that, you know, Fabio and, and everybody, all the characters that they're interacting with to take it, you know, as far uh, through the interview process as they're willing to go. I mean, yeah. in Borat, you know, when he basically kidnaps Pam Anderson, you know, that kind of draws the end of the scene. Yeah. Like the cops come, clearly that sort of concludes everything. This way, it's sort of, you know, it leaves room for anything to happen. It's kind of how far will they take it, and you just get these genuine moments of just, what are they doing? Like, those faces. Um, you saw it a lot with the baseball team. Mm -hmm. um, but it just sort of, like, Fabio, you know, that interview kept going, and he kept trying to, like, bring them back, bring them back. So it's fun to see that um, sort of continue without it being too much ever. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. So we started off, we had the introduction to both Poppy and Georgie. And the first thing, the first thing that they do is that they're off to, well, firstly, they go, need to go rent a car. Because as you and I know, Jerry, we live in LA, you need a car. It, absolutely. There's literally no way to get around town without a car. Been there, tried that public transport. I can tell you it is a bitch. Oh, God. LA. I can't even imagine. Don't even do that. So for Poppy and Georgie, they've actually never had to even drive themselves before. They've lived a very sheltered um, royal family type lifestyle back in Norfolk, England. Now, we're introduced to Ryan. What was your take on the whole Mini Cooper driving? Is it okay? Like, what speed do I need to drive to hit an, to kill an actor? <laughs> what about a child actor? 
that was hilarious. I was surprised most when they actually had a mini fender bender and in the parking lot. Yep. Uh, before they even got the car off the lot, they were already showing signs of they are not fit to drive. Mm-hmm. So I was very surprised that the guy that was basically signing over the Mini Cooper um, didn't have an outburst and didn't kind of yell at them and, and break them for possibly not even having a license. Like, I'm surprised that they got the car off the lot and were able to drive it at all. Um, but the the car scenes worked well. I think they used um, GoPros in the cameras as the cameras in the car. So that sort of let the scene be as real as possible. It's it's tough with these types of reality shows because when you don't have all everybody involved in on the joke, mm. it's sort of a trick of how to play the cameras as authentic to whatever you're doing. I mean, these people see the cameras. There's no yeah. uh, and there's even a point in time where we see a camera guy. So they break the fourth wall there. There's probably two cameras following them at any given time. So it's kind of interesting to see, just from a producer standpoint, how they play that to the mark, if you will. Um, you know, how authentic they can get. And and I think they do a really good job where the people accept them as just royalty yeah. um, and just, you know, can forget about that. Um, the Fabio scene is obviously a, a little bit different um, at, at Whole Foods. I think he knew... Something, but but I don't think anyone knew everything, which yeah. is fun. Exactly. I mean, you've got to uh, the people that they come across. Um, you know, Ryan, the first take. You're kind of thinking the few of his looks. You know, when when Georgie's like, um, and what put it into D, uh, D, for, and he calls it. Oh, well, we call it back in England. It's D for Derek. Yeah, D for Derek. Why? And Ryan's kind of like, why? Oh, because my friend Derek owns the car. <laughs> And it's, it, Ryan's like, oh, okay. I mean, as it continues on, these people, do you kind of think some of them are like, oh, no, this is so, you know, bull, this is so scripted. These, right. these people aren't real. Do you think any of them are like, they're kind of for real. Like, I do. And they I think, take them seriously. I think it's because they don't ever push the envelope too far with people. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they're very smart, obviously, um, as actors, just kind of improving everything. And it's great to see that they do sort of hold back in in terms of making it too much where it's like, okay, this is – the camera's here. This is like a hidden camera show. Like what what's going on? Um, but it was fun to see Ryan kind of participated. He was like, yeah, put it in R. And he's like, what's R? And he's like, it's for Ryan. For Ryan. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So it's great to see them sort of – that participation back makes me feel like they – do believe everything. I mean, it mm. seems, you know, there's there's shows like I Want to Marry Harry that is sort of similar where it's it's a facade of Which unfortunately of got canned, so let's hope Indeed. this show doesn't. It's got seven episodes. Let's keep it going. Exactly. Don't get it worried off the radio <laughs> yet. Um, but then, as you mentioned, we brought up Fabio. So they're off to... Whole Foods, and I'm sure we've Classic all, we've all been there. We, we live in there. In fact, actually, Whole Foods. I'll tell you one girl that I bet goes to Whole Foods, Maria Menenzo. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she, perfect segue. Uh, Maria Menounos has this fabulous book. It's the Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, as you can see. 
Um, now the pictures stuff. are stunning, yeah. hence the fat JB. Indeed, has, that's yeah. that's what got me first involved with this book. I've sifted through it numerous times, um, but there's actually some really great stuff in here. I mean, not just for women. There's a there's a lot of great recipes and stuff. Um, the Every Girl Nachos is not just for every girl, as the title may may allude to. <laughs> um, they are fantastic. My girlfriend made them, and they I keep asking for them weekly. Uh, we do um, Taco Tuesdays, and I definitely request these every time for that. So definitely a great way to support the show, support mm-hmm. AfterBuzz TV. Uh, we really want to continue free content to everybody that listens and watches on YouTube and, and um, for iTunes. Another great way to support the show is rate and review the shows that you guys watch and like. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and it just it just helps us continue deliver great free content so exactly. it's a great way to uh to keep it to keep it going to keep the lights on here and um keep the free content coming so guys definitely go and run out the store and purchase maria menendo's book now i'll tell you someone that would know a thing about to healthy eating fitness from a guy's perspective is fabio fabio yes Who georgie and poppy come across when they come into whole foods now i'll tell you what my favorite part is just as we were talking about, Fabio's even his nature, and I thought he, he, I believed he came across like he thought they were genuine, like really genuine. I didn't think he thought because he kept on trying to push his message about his new protein range his way. And then every time, and I love the two of them, they just divert the top. They're like, science. <laughs> so you like science. And they're throwing mathematical equations <laughs> at him. And he's just like, yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah. and just, he just couldn't. And just the two of them. Two. That, yeah, I thought he was a great sport, and yeah. it was actually sort of a pleasant surprise that he was as smart as he is. I mean, you think okay. of Fabio as just sort of a, a model man, um, but he was actually a lot quicker than I thought um, in my head that he would be, um, and possibly even that the actors were expecting. I mean, yeah. he was able to kind of play along with the the, the zingers that they were giving him. But also, he made some puns of his own that I wasn't expecting. Uh, he was obviously pushing whey protein. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was a lot of wordplay with the word whey. You yeah. Know, and they're like, what way? Like, no way. And he's like, guess way. It was, there's a lot of double meanings and, and, and it was kind of a fun scene. Yeah. Um, he was obviously kept bringing it back to his product, but, uh, it was fun to see him not get frustrated no. um, at all, and it was just sort of unfazed. I mean, you'd expect that type from a from a top professional such as him. So it was great to see him um, kind of at his game, just completely unfazed by them. Natural exactly. reality TV. He of, kept of his Fabio. cool very yeah, well. Yeah, he did. Even when Georgie's like, he's like, you've got to be a bit more aggressive, and he shoves yeah. in his face. Do you want this? Yeah, just see, take it. That take was it. aggressive. <laughs> Now, we moved on, so then they were checked out plastic surgery. I mean, who else doesn't come to L.A.? They're the kind of pinnacle things, aren't they? It's like plastic surgery, Hollywood agents, actors, you and know, Whole beautiful Foods. people, yeah. Whole Foods. So they go and meet this plastic surgeon who's 60 years old, well, claims he is. And um, I love Poppy's little gimmick there when she says, because he's like, and that's why I have a 37-year-old girlfriend. She's like... But does she look like she's seven? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Poppy. Yeah. And he's like, um, no. Ha ha. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was a he was a good sport about yeah. it too. I mean, it's great that they find these people that are willing to do it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. sort of a unusual request, I think. Um, just kind of obviously they have to call around to kind of see who would be up for something like this. I, I really wonder what type of ruse that they go in with, uh, you know, kind of to pitch the doctor to get him on board. Yeah. He was another great sport. Um, to <laughs> It seemed so funny that he is so much older than you'd expect. I mean, he's clearly had he looks so amazing. much work done. For 60. Exactly. I mean, 60. I mean, you can tell that he's got work done, but, you know, it. I think he's done it well. I mean, as as much yeah. as you can. It's, You're it's, right. No, I'll it's sort that, of an yeah. oxymoron, like how, how you can do good. Or you can do. Surgery. We can all do botched up plastic. Oh, We've seen that. Yeah, yeah I think better. more often than not, it does not look good. But for being sixty, he mm. definitely was it masked his age with it. Um, so you know, that's that's a plus. Um, and, and he was kind of. Trying to to educate them a little bit. It was it was an interesting role he he took on, more of like a um, an older wise um, role to because um, Georgie was sort of saying some nasty stuff about his mom, like you know, can you can you change her? And then um, he just kind of winked down at me and said, "Don't don't say bad stuff about your mom." Yeah, and try and. I mean, I agree. Again, he was another good sport, even despite the the comments of you know, can you make people shorter? Um, yeah, just no. Why would we want the make alcoholism? That you know, it's a tradition it's to have the redness. No, that's yeah. being alcoholic. And <laughs> I can't stop mummy from drinking either. Being, yeah. and the breast. Just that's a that's a different doctor. Yeah, and the breast, and that you know, George, they they get the yeah. I, I'm surprised that they got a little um, gift bag, if you will. Yeah, to go to go home with. Yeah, um, I wonder what he's going to do with that. It's an interesting paperweight for sure. I'm sure. I don't know, guys, um, viewers. Let us know. Comment down below. Yeah, what would you do? What would you do with a fake silicone <laughs> breast implant? Put it on the mantle. Maybe a nice little. It's a conversation piece at the very least. Oh, completely. Bring it to a party. Hey, guys. Just thought I'd lay my um, breast here. <laughs> yeah, just uh, don't mind that. It's my. It's an implant. No worries. Um, well, look, the two of them had a great laugh from it. Now, I'm not sure if it was before or after that. They then also did the bike tour. Yes. Now, have you ever done that? When you arrived I in have L- not in done a bike tour. You haven't? Uh, I'm from California originally. I'm mm. northern California, so it's a little different. I probably could benefit or learn a little bit Hollywood, from a bike tour. find out where Jackson, you know, died and all that stuff, no? Um, I have, yeah, I have not. I mean, it'd be fun. I like yeah. biking. More along the beaches, though. Um, that was a fun one. I, again, the um, the actor, or um, I don't think he was acted the 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 leader of the, the bike bike tour. Bike tour no, he's see, that's great. the whole great thing, guys, is that they're not actually actors. Yes, exactly. They're actually genuine people who are like, okay, I know I'm being filmed. I know there's something, but I think these I think these people are real. Right. Um, because again, um, my associate producer talk is is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because the sound was so good, he mm. must have been miked uh, with a microphone. Ah, um, I like but, this, having a producer yes, behind the scenes indeed. on the Nice little behind-the-scenes mm. look. But, uh, you know, there are ways to play it where he wouldn't know what's going on. I don't think that they ha- went in telling him it was a spoof, probably just a, a documentary thing that they were doing. So, you know, mm. he could very well not know anything beyond that. And it was funny that... 
just um, kind of a language barrier. I mean, we both speak English, but obviously England's English, the Queen's English, if you will, will is different than our American jargon. So Very, very <laughs> much so. They definitely had a trip with that. Um, I think friends with benefits was, I was, <laughs> was the term. Say, that would have to, yes, go. Um, I, no, I wish that they had brought that back a little bit. I mean, it's, a, it's such a short 30-minute episode. There's not that many opportunities. But maybe in future episodes, we'll see them them bring that back and, and kind of the awkwardness that follows because it definitely means something very different here. Um, so that was fun to see. He just kept kept saying, no, you you don't want to say that. You don't want to say that. Like your brother and sister, that's going to be no good. And Poppy is exactly like that. She's like, no, but we are friends and we've got, ben- you know, yeah. friends with benefits. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. That means something different. And it's funny that you bring up the point because it is that interesting co- cross-culture where I, my- you know, I myself know since now being in America, now living here for three years or whatever, from day one, and I still get a lot, there's so many words and just things, even though we both speak English, that Americans are like, what? What the hell is that girl talking about? I'm like, what? You know, where, where, where's the um, Duna, for instance? Yeah, no idea. And it's, Ooh, and you guys no call it a comforter? Oh, okay. And I'm like, what the hell's a comforter? <laughs> and I'm like, beetroot. And everyone's like, what? Beets. I'm like, no, it's beetroot. Same thing. But <laughs> So, yeah, those small little things. And I love the fact that you can. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more as we go and see. I hope so. I, I love learning kind of the different um, vernacular that we yeah. both use, and it's funny because there are words that we both know, but it's it's kind of the slang that makes them a different meaning. So it's it's fun to, I think that that's something that's definitely going to carry forward, and I look forward to it definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, now we also, Poppy and Georgie, we go to a agent. Opera. Well, we go. Oh and yeah, see, first we the meet casting the, agent. the casting agent, exactly. and then we also go on the set of Bold and Beautiful, and then we also finish up with. Poppy being able to meet with the casting director and show her acting skills. Now, your take on the whole Hollywood trip there? I liked it. I mean, coming to L.A., they have to hit that note. I thought that um, the time with Kim Matua, who is an actress on Bold and Beautiful, was, was my favorite part. Just because when, when they were acting together, it was so funny. Poppy kept um, basically giving the same face. It was sort of her version of Blue Steel, mm-hmm. um, where she would, you know, be like, this is my angry. And it's funny, the first one that she did, <laughs> Kim actually was like, oh, wow, the angry eye. I, that's actually really good. Yeah, like, yeah. She was, like, surprised and, like, about to, like, take notes. She's like, oh, wow, yeah, the eyes. Um, so I thought that was a really fun moment. Yeah. Um, she was seemed to be a very good sport about it. Um, obviously, very bubbly personality. So it was good to see that played off of, you know, the the British sort of um, more calm kind of um, personality. Where you know, Poppy's obviously kind of a negative, like mm, like angry. Um, so it was, it was a nice um, dynamic, yeah. if you will, that that to kind of play off each other. Um, I def- and, and the next one I liked was the casting agent, mm. uh, just because Poppy's <laughs> cold read was awful. And this is coming from a guy yourself, as you said, you're an associate producer. You work in the industry, in particular, behind. Is this something that you would 
see very, very often, just for all viewers and stuff like that, it's all these people from literally, they do, like myself, from around the world, come and plant in LA and go, I'm going to make it as an actress. And they go up their first read and stuff and you're just like, oh, God, is this person serious? All the time. Like everybody that comes here, well, not everybody, but most people that want to be an actor – you know, come and just and have very little experience. A lot of them get training and and everything, which is a good note that the casting agent gave her. Um, Although she wanted training after she got right, the part, right? Exactly. Like, She's like, "Oh no, do I after. get the partner? Yeah, part first? Um, so that that was kind of a fun moment. I was surprised that she was actually so nice about it. I mean, she knows that she was on camera and that they are. You know, quote unquote, important, famous celebrity, pseudo celebrities. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. A lot of casting directors would probably tell them to just go home. Um, you know, Simon from American Idol is kind of a good example of, of how people are because it's just you see so many people. If you're a casting agent, you really don't have time to kind of hold people's hands mm-hmm. through this. So she gave good notes. I was, I was actually surprised at how well she kind of handled. How horrible Poppy was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was in- interesting that, you know, she was asking, like, one to five. And, like, she was like, yeah, probably about a four. Um, and she was like, no, not not even a four. Um, I'm surpri- I wonder what she actually set- told them if she was forced to give an answer because we didn't see that mm. in the in the edit. But – um, that was a fun scene for sure that she was <laughs> reading with her and Poppy was like not nailing it at yeah, all. And despite the conversation, the two of them, siblings in the car, it's, oh, you've got the part, you know, brilliant. That was, you know, you've got it. No, yeah, no just the don't. mimed phone call, just, yep, you got the part, totally. Yeah. Nailed it, knocked it out of the park. No, not going to happen. But that's interesting, the comment that you do bring up. And that fact is that, when you say casting directors, there are, you know you were surprised that she was a little bit more forgiving and right. sort of you know was like no you know we can work on it. Although there's something, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more when we especially we'll jump on soon to episode two because this was a double episode, guys. We got one and two when they moved to Boston, and I know the East Coasters. Something I found too when I was in along the East Coast is that they're a little bit more matter of fact, straight up front. LA, yeah bit more sweeter and go along they don't tell you always the british the british are a lot more very straight up front about it so la is not that way at all so i kind of liked how they started with that it's very Mm. kind of beat around the bush type stuff um you very rarely are up front with that i mean i went to you know you visit new york and there are so much so, like, this is it. If, like, I don't have time to even make mm, up mm. a story to make you feel better. L.A. is is very much so about appearances. So, mm-hmm. it you know, you do have to be mindful. I think that's why the casting director was so nice about it. Mm. Because you do have to be mindful about everything. And it's a very real reality that all actors think that they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you—if you're going to put all your dreams on the line and and move out to LA, you should you should feel that you're good. Otherwise, you're sort of delusional. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these actors, no matter how skilled they actually are, you know, will make a reel and they'll always feel like it is the best. Like I'm going to be the next Tom Cruise. Um, so 
you know, fits very well in, in the scene. Mm. But do you, do you think there's any of this culture difference in that? I just, I think it's, when you were saying about the culture, by nature, the British tend to, I'm stereotyping huge, and I'm sure, by all means, comment, you know, any Brits, expats, let me know your thoughts. But by nature, they tend to be a little bit more forthfront in, than Americans. And it's that, that's what I kind of saw more just in particular in the LA. Right. Um, well, yeah, they're exactly as you talked about, a little bit more concerned about their parents. And, you know, they won't tell you as strongly like, that was crap, get the hell out. <laughs> I you love know? the format of the show, though, mm. um, because they are visiting every kind of aspect of America. Yeah. I think, um, again, stereotyping. Mm. But England, because it's a smaller island, you know, it, it does have more of a central culture that's, that's a lot more similar within itself. Yeah. Um, you know, L.A. is very different from New York and, and Boston. And, you know, they're going to go to Texas, I believe, soon. So, you know, those are all very different from each other. So it is mm. sort of, because America is so big, it's going to be fun to see them interact with the different types of Americans. You know, Southern hospitality is the obviously... stereotypes. Even yeah. that, they're playing into their own exactly. stereotypes of America. Exactly. Now, guys, that brings us on to episode two. We got to see Georgie and Poppy travel to Boston. Now, their first encounter when they get there, they have <laughs> Professor, what was his name, Bob Alliston, I think it was, and he, he's a historian and wanted to teach them all about the U.S. Revolution and they, they're there at the statue of the Reverend... Paul Reverend, on his horse. And again, it's like, did you not feel it was like that Fabio encounter right. where he was trying to give them this historical, well-thought-educated, all this knowledge about it, and the two of them were just um, you know, diverting their attention for everything like, does that horse need to take a pee? <laughs> What's, you know, uh, why would he cry out when he's a British himself? Why would he call it, <laughs> you know? I I actually love this episode uh, more than the first really? one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, the characters I think came out a little bit more. Yeah. In L.A., they were sort of setting up why you know the whole um, shtick of the show. Yeah. Um, so this episode, the the characters came out a little bit more and they had more to play with. I love the fact that you know, as an American, I just assume that with the accents, British people are smart. Um, I love that concept. Yeah. I love the fact that because I've heard that before, and people are like, you just you can swear and you actually sound it's okay. Exactly. I'm like, I'm still swearing. I'm still calling you a beep beep. We, I just something about the accent. I mean, it's very alluring. It sounds great, and it just sounds sophisticated. Um, so you hear the these characters, you know, basically acting like children. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that, especially with this guy talking about Paul Revere, Revere he's you know, basically doing a history lesson. They <laughs> steer the conversation to sugar pops. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, yes, that's one of the many drawbacks of, of eating too many sugar pops. Back to uh, Paul Revere here. Um, so it's funny that, you know, they're basically, you know, kids on a field trip. Yeah. So that was a fun scene because they're obviously grown adults. Um, and it, it was funny, a comment back when they were in the car afterwards, mm. he said that the guy was, he was so wise. He was like a school covered in skin. <laughs> <laughs> Just like such a ridiculous thing to say. Um, I think that there's certainly, I kept on trying to write down as many as I could, like little one-liners that they just threw it. Just, I started cracking up and I think it was also when the tea party, they then went on to the tea party organization. I thought, uh... Straight away, I thought of Ali G. I thought right. of Borat. I thought of, you know, the political 
this could kind of get because you it's not it's not us in any culture to kind of make fun of and in any political circumstance right. and stand up people don't like that they're not usually a fan uh, what was your take on how the whole political party handled I mean it didn't it never got nasty Georgie never got nasty he went up there and crapped on for God knows how long, thinking this was a tea party, literally, in England. So now we all have tea. We have scones. We have, you know, small little right. biscuits. Where the hell is the tea? Yeah. That was, my, the, you know, that was one of my favorite parts of the episode when he said, um, we, were, we were at this party for two hours and not a single cup of tea was ever produced. <laughs> Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, What's going on? Uh, I thought it was a, a great scene, mm. kind of a um, a ballsy scene, just mm. because of the nature of the Tea Party in relation to um, England. Was had potential to kind of get crazy, but I'm happy that it, it sort of held back. And while they still had fun with the people there, um, it never got into a sort of um, enemy territory mm. where they were really aggressive. Um, they they definitely had fun with the presenters. Um, Georgie's speech that went on for days, it seemed like, was was hilarious. I wonder, actually, I was very curious on how long he actually took to to say his speech. They used sort of editing techniques mm. to, um, you know, they dimmed the screen to kind of show how much time was was passing. But I wonder how long they had to sit through. And they had a lot of reaction shots from the the people attending. Um, who were not pleased to be listening to such? Well, not not angry, but definitely. I think they were just like, bored. "What the hell?" I mean, I was like, "Joshy, what are you going on about? Hunting, banning hunting has nothing to do with cricket." Like, what? The, <laughs> yeah, like, like, but of course, I know I do realize pulling it full circle. Lots here. of Americans they don't know. I mean, Christ, most people don't unless you play the game in the Commonwealth what on earth cricket is. So we've talked about soccer at the start. So cricket, certainly a pastime. Um, that's all they do back at home every summer. And, yeah, they wouldn't even have a clue what that game is at all. So hunting, cricket, um, it certainly wasn't up there, Ali, or the relation. But when we don't move on to the um, 40-second reenactment, when they go to Philly, yes, you can certainly see Georgie was in his plane, was he not? It was the guns. He just <laughs> yeah. wanted to shoot and say, you know, kill the Yanks, kill the Yanks. It was funny when he was refilling his rifle. He's like, oh, hold up, hold, hold up a moment. I'll be right with you. Because um, reloading a Revolutionary War rifle is incredibly difficult and yeah. time intensive. Mm-hmm. So it was fun that they were kind of playing with that. Um yeah, I just love this. They found some fun things to do. Yeah. Uh, the reenactments, I think, are sort of a fun visual gag as is. I mean, without even them involved, it's sort of the nature of it is 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 a fun kind of weird thing. Mm. Um, obviously, the tea party thing is 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 a meeting I have never attended, but you get some very interesting characters. The one, the main one, the um, Catherine White. Yes, Catherine that they they were kind of poking fun at. Um, Watch your highlight from the Constitution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a story, girl. What the? <laughs> yeah, it was funny when they asked her like how she felt about <laughs> Barack Obama. She like has this full eloquent thing, and then they're like, "Is that a no?" Then yeah, <laughs> it's just like so, so ridiculous. I, I can imagine that they were definitely getting annoyed with um, 
how seemingly unintelligent they were. Mm. Although, to be honest, I wouldn't have mind them taking it a little bit further. Because I think, I was like, oh, playing it very safe, which we do. Definitely. I thought on that one, we could have, I don't know, I like to ruffle a bit of feathers. And I think, though, when they do the baseball scene, and then they go and meet the baseball, and, of course, there's Georgie who rocks up in his cricket outfit. Anybody, Americans, if you don't know, go. Although, I'm sure, do you know cricket? You, you know the game? I know of watch, the game. I do not know the, all the rules. Um, you watch many cricket games? I do not watch oh. many cricket games. So there you go, guys. Baseball. If, if you want, go. You talk American baseball. Completely two different sports. <laughs> Very different. And I was surprised the fact that he could, even though it was a foul ball, that he hits it because cricket, you actually, it's a long um, uh, cricket right, bat paddle. that you put on the ground okay. as opposed to raising it up like baseball. So I was surprised he actually had a bit. No? Yeah, he did he very well. It. I mean, that was a that was a really fun one. I think that was yeah. sort of the highlight uh, segment of the show that I like the best. Um, <laughs> the spitting thing. Because uh, in baseball, they often chew um, tobacco, mm-hmm. and you have to spit that out occasionally. Um, and it was funny because he did not put any – he was not using the tobacco at all, but he kept spitting <laughs> for no reason. Um, and it was funny, just like it would just dribble out at the most inappropriate times. I can imagine the other baseball players were quite baffled. Well, I like, because you really saw them a little bit more real, as in like the Boston, yeah, the guys were like, they weren't going to play along as much. They're like, you're an idiot. Right. Like they were, they were just like <laughs> laughing openly. And like, no, you're an absolute idiot. Like, what are you doing, the two of them? <laughs> Yeah, and I think they were Trash having talking. having having Changing fun them with them um, yeah. because they were on a sports team. I think the characters they were working with were definitely a little bit um, more willing to kind of play along. They were a little bit more edgy. Mm. Um, you know, they had the whole trash talking thing. I love the part where Georgie was actually on base and he was like, "Hey, is is it time to trash talk now?" Um, so that was fun, and and I think because they were doing something else, it was physical. They kind of had to concentrate more on actually performing in that way, mm. uh, especially Georgie when he was playing. It kind of allowed it to be a little bit more genuine and kind of improv. Um, you know, Poppy kept saying things, and he was like, "Thank you, Poppy." Like it was, it was a lot less prepared, a lot yeah. less scripted. Um, not that they use scripts, but I imagine. You know, beforehand, when they go into any scene, they kind of want to produce certain results. Um, Poppy and Georgie probably, you know, discuss beforehand how they kind of want to play people. But it was a fun one where I think neither of them knew where it was going to go, and they Mm. were kind of just reacting to the situation. I mean, it'd be interesting overall as a comedic, which both Amy and Ed are, um, I think there's always something... I myself... No, and I would love to hear your take on JB. Would you be somewhat intimidated? Just that whole co- when you come into another culture, there's a sort of respect that all people do. You are usually, for at I hope not, so. Yeah, slightly intimidated, and you're like, I don't really want to offend you, even though I'm, you know, how far can I push this? Do you think at any times? Because they're just exactly they have to respond to these everyday citizens of America. Do you think there's any time they're like? I shouldn't say that, or I should not say that. Well, that that's what um, I felt most in this scene with the baseball, because mm. they they were sort of outnumbered. 
Um, all of the people they were working with, with were athletes. And baseball is sort of a trash-talking um, sport in general, yeah. like they were saying. Um, I think it's a lot easier for them to take control at the tea party. You know, everybody's sitting down. Um, they don't have that much going going on. There's one person kind of on the mic, and all the characters are very low-level, um, you know, not very enthusiastic kind of um, – Personality-wise, mm, mm. sort of a low. Um, it was it was interesting to see them play with characters that were more intense and kind of energetic. That kind of threw them off their game a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So was... I yeah, I definitely think it, it was interesting to see them finally like meet a match where they were kind of outnumbered and couldn't push the envelope that far. Mm. Um, again, I, I agree with you with your note about the tea party. I it would have been interesting to see if they did kind of push the envelope and get some very uncomfortable moments, um, you know, where that could go. Yeah. But, you know, it was a fun, fun episode. Yeah. And I think, as you said, there was a big change. You did notice the change from L.A. to Boston. And I think we'll continue to see. I think opening it up in L.A. was that soft approach because the people in general, I mean, we live here. We know there are, it's a little bit... And they're so used to film and stuff anyhow, and whether they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to play with it and be nicer, that I think hopefully we're going to see more genuine people that throws... I want to see these two actors really work, you know? I think they are generally really funny. They're great um, comedics, and I want to see them get tested, and that's what they have to do. They have to see people that are not just going to play to it safely. Exactly. exactly. So on that note, I think actually, why don't we go to predictions? Thank you, Marissa. All right, JB, hit me. What do we reckon for this season? I expect good things. I really want to see a lot more of the wordplay, kind of the differences that we were talking about with um, the lingo that they Mm. use. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential for it to get into some sticky situations over there. Um, And I definitely want to see them push the envelope a little bit. I think we'll see a lot more of that because they're going to – um, less, no, like more rural areas. Uh, Texas is on the list. I want to see, I mean, LA, everybody's so exposed to TV and, and that kind of mm-hmm. culture. I think they were all very prepared for what could be thrown at them. Yeah. They were sort of expecting to be thrown off their game. I mean, that's why Fabio and, and the uh, plastic surgeon, I think, were kind of on point and ready to just handle and roll with the punches, so to speak. But it's going to be interesting to see them interact with people who maybe haven't been on camera before and sort of get um, thrown off by that. I think there's a very high potential for people to just completely snap and just or, or something yeah. where it's a, it's a very natural moment. I I'm excited to see because it is unscripted and and anything can happen. I really want to see how far um, Georgie and Poppy can push it. Exactly, and I, I think hopefully, I mean, what they go to, they go to Texas next week, and so we see the Cowboys and the cheerleading. But I think whether, I don't know, DC might be an interesting. Again, they probably kind of like LA. Maybe it might be again playing very safe and professional, but who, who they meet. But I certainly hope. Exactly. Let's see. Let's see them ruffle a few see. American feathers. Let's yeah. see Americans fight back at these guys that are, you know, aristocrats. All right, guys. Definitely. Now, where can we find you, JB? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JB underscore Zimmerman. 
And I also host Marin on Thursdays at AfterBuzz TV and Murder in the First on Mondays. Fantastic. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at Host McGrath. And you can also find me on YouTube at Host Stephanie McGrath. Now, we hope to have you guys all back for the next couple of weeks. The show's only got seven episodes, I believe. Uh, every Saturday night premieres, and we'll be here every Sunday to recap it for you. So. Jump on YouTube and jump on iTunes, rate us, download us, and keep watching After Buzz. That's all, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 